From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. Welcome to the Cheap Seats, everybody. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, and Professor Trent Nichols are with me holding it down. The show today brought to you by Libations, (laughs) purveyors of fine wine and craft beer. If you're in Sanford, North Carolina, or anywhere close, come check them out. What's up, Brandon? It's it's 9.15. Have you already been to Libations? (laughs) I should. We'd probably be a lot better served if I had been. No doubt. Um, So welcome back off vacation, man. How was everything? Woo, everything's awesome, man. I'm pumped. There's preseason preseason football being played. The Dow's above 22,000. I'm about to take my shirt off up in here. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would ruin my day, so don't right. do that. So, Jerry Jones goes in the Hall of Fame this weekend. And all I want to know is when Jerry Jones gets drunk at a party, how is he going to roll out his Hall of Fame induction. Does he feel like he got in as an owner or because he's a personnel genius that won three championships? Well, I mean, you you lived in Texas, right? Yeah. I grew up – I Is mean, it, I was in, in high school when Jerry Jones bought the team. I lived through the 1-15 season. And I wasn't a huge Cowboys fan, but, you know, at that point, the Cowboys and the Oilers were what was on TV – and me being a Bengal fan, I obviously couldn't root at all for the Oilers because right. they were in the same division. So I hate because I'm not one of the I've got two team type guys. Yeah. But I followed the Cowboys. In fact, I lost my first hundred plus dollar bet on the Cowboys that year. Um I actually bet a friend of mine, he was convinced that when Aikman was drafted, they would go at least eight and eight, and I put a hundred dollars on it. And when they got to zero and eight, we went double or nothing. That they would go winless the rest of the way. Okay, and got, I ended up losing because Steve Walsh on Monday night beat the Washington Redskins. Got for taken. Anybody that, so like you don't, you're not one of these. T- I got two team no, guys. No, 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 no. So no, you no. don't like pull for the Yankees. The Bulls in the '90s and Duke Blue Devils all at the same time. You know all these Dukies like, oh, I liked some Duke basketball, well, and I like the Florida Gators. I'm willing back when to Tim accept. Tebow I'm willing to accept folks that have teams from different areas geographically. I mean, I am a Bengals and a Reds fan. I was born in Dayton, Ohio. My grandmother kept score for every Reds game for years and years and years, listening to it on the radio. I didn't have any choice. I am an Ohio State fan, even though I'm not an Ohio State alum. Right. When those teams, the Reds, Bengals, or Buckeyes, are playing, I'm generally watching. Okay. And when they're not playing, I'm not – I may have a rooting interest for a particular team, but I'm not, you know, a fan of anybody else. Gotcha. It was just a side note. Um, You were talking about Jura. Jura? Is uh, anybody more Texas than Jura? Well, and he's not even Texas. He's Arkansas. Oh, okay. I mean, Jerry, the thing that I want to know about Jerry Jones is whether or not he sees himself as Hall of Fame worthy based on the work he's done as an owner, which I think is indisputable. Right. Or 
does he still fancy himself the mastermind behind those Dallas World Championship teams? Because that was the root of the the disconnect with he and Jimmy Johnson. And I lived through it. Jimmy Johnson was the brains of that operation. Jimmy Johnson, you know, pulled off the biggest heist in NFL history with the Herschel Herschel Walker Walker. deal. (laughs) He was the one that, you know, drafted Emmitt and did all the rest of those things. Now, there are some other things at play where Jimmy missed completely. But time and time and time again, Dallas during those years just did it better. And I'm not going to take it, you know, take any credit away from Jerry because that's the job of a chief executive is to empower the people around you to succeed. Well, however, if you're going to say Jerry's getting in on his merits for building those championship teams, he has to take all of the blame for Dallas sucking for the last 20 years. So, and that's the thing. I think uh, Jerry Jones made that joke about Jimmy Johnson uh, in his Hall of Fame speech where he said, you know, Jimmy Johnson kind of let the team slide, so I had to take yeah, over. Right. I think in his mind, he is the one that orchestrated it all. So he is going to brag about his great personnel. Well, is there any dispute that he calls all the shots for the Dallas Cowboys? Now, no. Okay. But, but before even Jimmy then, took off, Jerry came in, and I don't think Jerry wanted necessarily to run a football team day in and day out. Well, we were talking about this earlier. I I believe he's in four. They they what did they win three 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 and they two won. with Jimmy and then and then Barry Switzer came in. Was it ninety five? Yeah, Barry Switzer came in and got one, which which was so great. Got, and, and it was sort of validating for Jerry Jones. And I think in the bigger scheme of things, for Dallas since then might have been the worst thing that could have happened because he looked and showed and you know gave the world middle fingers. And said, look, we don't need Jimmy Johnson to win a world championship. But of wasn't course, it the first year that Jimmy was gone, that Barry Switzer? Was it year one or year two? We'll I have to look it up. We'll, we'll confirm that. Thanks, it, for, thanks for throwing monkey wrenches into the, into the mix there, Trent. No, but Sorry. really, we were talking about it yesterday, and you're, you're, I think, downplaying it, Chris. Dallas Cowboys is a brand that's top, what, five in the world, top three, he took it from a place where it was already a significant brand, and he's made it into this huge. They can suck year in and year out, but what he's done with that brand is just incredible. You're in my from my perspective, you're being too kind to Jerry. Okay. Because the way I look at it is Dallas and the Dallas Cowboys weren't a significant brand when Jerry Jones bought them. They were one of the brands in the United States. And I would venture to say that short of the New York Yankees, there was not a bigger team brand in the country because basketball had not really become what it was. So the Lakers were something, the Celtics were something, but I think the NFL was 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 far superior to that. And from a baseball standpoint, the Yankees are that one brand that year in and year out are there. Did Jerry Jones take advantage of a a very good situation and help elevate the entire NFL? Absolutely. Okay, well, just think about it this way. How big was the Bulls brand when Jordan was there? 
about the same time period. And I would argue I'm, that I would the, Bulls, argue. the Bulls brand has – it's kind of a joke now, right, Trent? They're, well, yeah, absolutely. They're a punchline. Well, they they got it back with the Derrick Rose thing. They made a little bit. They got a little bit more popular. But, no, it's they're a big-time joke. So you Tell have me. to be a shepherd – for the, for this brand and like continue to grow it in different ways. You can't tell me he's not one of the most powerful owners in the NFL right now because he I is agree. between 100%. him and Kraft and maybe the big cat in Charlotte. There's three of the Jerry Richardson gets in that conversation. Oh Are my god! Do you not know how much pull Jerry Richardson has I, in the I, league? I, I I I can't get down with that, dude. <laughs> I mean Jerry Richardson, you know. Has a background as an NFL player, I, I wouldn't say that he's one of the more persuasive, you need powerful to make it, owners that are. You need out to make there. it down to Charlotte because he is. You probably like, need to get out of the state of North Carolina at some point. Man. Okay. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying what everybody else is saying. Do Jerry you want to fight me? No. no. Here's here's the question <laughs> I have for you about the Bulls. At what point in time was the Bulls brand bigger than Jordan's personal brand? Oh no, never. There you go. Now, the L.A. Lakers. When was the last time the Lakers were good? It's been a couple years, right? Yeah. Is there a bigger brand team-wise than the Lakers? I mean, I think brands being redefined all the time, but probably still not. Lakers is the brand for the NBA, sure. Gotcha. Although, like, Golden State's blowing everybody's doors Golden off. Golden State is, yeah, but, but 10 years from now, kids aren't going to be running around with Golden State jerseys. I don't think. You I know, think if big, they run off another five or six, you you may have some 11-year-old kids that are sitting at the house right now that couldn't find that don't even know Golden State is really Oakland that will call themselves Warriors fans and maybe for the rest of their lives. Jeff Towson sat there in that in that chair right there a couple weeks ago talking about how he became a Steeler fan. And he was a Steeler fan the rest of his life. Doesn't have any geographical ties to Pittsburgh. That's kind of how that works. And with the Bulls, I, certainly there were people that kind of came through the pipeline, didn't have an, a reason to root for another NBA franchise, and became Bulls fans. I was one of those kids. Mm. But I didn't have the same tie to it as I did my own. So I guess I was more a Jordan fan than I was a Bulls fan. So you give Jerry little credit? For like getting them to the next level because, like even the the stadium he built, that's all new next level stuff right there. Like you don't see that anywhere else. He's got to have the credit because of like you said the brand that he built on teams that haven't won. Look, since for so playoff long, games. I mean, they won Almost, a playoff look, game in what two thousand and nine. They put and they won one. That's it. And their brand is at pretty much an all-time high. I mean, they're high. right there I with the I, Yankees. They're right there with the Red Sox, the Lakers. I mean, even the Oakland Raiders, they haven't won forever, but rap kind of made them that huge brand because people own a ton of Oakland Raiders stuff. That's pretty I, I astute. Here's what I'll say. I don't give Jerry any credit for building the Cowboys brand. He didn't screw it up. So it, they have continued to be America's team, but they were "quote unquote" America's team long time before Jerry bought them. Right. What he has figured out how to do, and what makes him Hall of Fame worthy, is how to monetize that brand. Because some of the things that he did with licensing, and he broke free agency in the NFL all by himself. 
Jerry Jones, there's no doubt that he was a leader amongst all of the owners out there and showed them through naming rights deals and direct sponsorship deals how to make their franchises more valuable. But I'm not willing to say Jerry Jones advanced the brand of the Cowboys, especially not within the United States. The Cowboys have been the Cowboys fans have been the most annoying all of my life. How many more I mean how many more teams have out of state fans in the numbers that the Cowboys have across any sport? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, and Trent Nichols. What up? Three guys hanging out. Talking sports. Yelling at each other, I think, is what's going on this morning. I no. want you to stop and give Jerry Jerry his credit right now. <laughs> give it to him now. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson, one of the greatest head coaches in NFL history. Remember when Jerry broke into the locker room and was like, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> that is a great moment. And that's almost by itself Hall of Fame worthy. I do want to know. Johnson, but. <laughs> it's not often – with this Hall of Fame induction, you had two running backs going in one class. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think LaDainian Tomlinson is as slam dunk as it gets. Oh, yeah. I think Tomlinson, for the most of his career, you would have to put him in there as one of the top two or three backs in the league. You know, he's up there on the list. He, he did everything short of winning a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, never made it to a Super Bowl, played on some very, very, very disappointing San Diego teams where mm-hmm. they just couldn't get it done. And then on the flip side of that, you've got Terrell Davis. And Terrell Davis has got my head messed up <laughs> because I've gone back and forth as to whether Terrell Davis is a Hall of Famer or not. Now, obviously, the decision's been made for me, and his bust will be in Canton forever. 
But you're talking about a guy that really, really was only good for about three years. Four, possibly. But won two rings, ran for 2,000 yards. I want to know what you guys think about the impact of Terrell Davis keeping himself in the public eye post-career. Because he's been an analyst, he's been on TV, and he's been out there and accessible. Had he just disappeared into the rest of society, I don't know if Terrell Davis would still be on the on the tip of people's tongues. I don't know. Well, First of all, justified or not that he's in the Hall of Fame? It sounds weird because I agree with you. Him being inducted past people like T.O., which is that didn't take long, did it? Well, we're gonna get there, <laughs> but it did seem like he was kind of not a flash in the pan. He was there for about four or five years. But what set him apart was Elway could never win the big game, and then TD came, and then he won it back to back. True. And didn't they salute or something worse? The mile high the mile salute. High salute. Oh my go. gosh, one of the worst celebrations of all hey, time. Now it, Trent wants it to easy. fight you. Take so it easy. You're making friends I mean, today. All right. No, no, the salute, you can't come up with anything from, better than that. From a diehard Bronco fan, I've actually had a little blasphemy on this because I'm kind of on the boat saying, listen, what other guys after Terrell Davis rushed for insane amount of yards, 15, almost 2,000 yards, was it Terrell Davis or was it finally it's got to be the offensive line? I mean, you had Orlando Gary. Mike Anderson, I mean, I, I get Mike you. Anderson, all these guys. So, Terrell Davis did have great years, but I credit the offensive line. They took that, not just the personnel either. They were pioneers with that zone blocking scheme that everybody sort of employs at this point. That is as clear in the NFL a system that guys could succeed with is anything I can think of in professional football. You see it at college. I mean, guys come through and Wisconsin's going to plug a back in and he's going to go for 1,800 yards. Terrell Davis was the first of those guys. But coming out of college, he wasn't a superior talent. He wasn't supposed to take over. He was a six-round draft pick. He came in as a special teamer, and and I still remember video of the special teams tackle he made that sort of put himself on the map where he blew somebody up. But his first year came out and ran for 1,100 yards. Nobody really thought about it. Nice addition. Elway, the rest of that offense. Denver had great defenses during those days. But then it was the next two years where he just blew the lid off of it, ultimately running for 2,000 yards. So nobody that came behind him did that again. But like you said, Mike Anderson, Gary, those guys came in and were like top shelf backs immediately. And then when they left, invariably, they didn't what do did anything. they do? Nothing. Nothing. <clears throat> so that's another mark against Terrell Davis. But I'm going to ask you, Trent, well, as big a – Bronco fan as anybody I know, does Terrell, does Terrell Davis Terrell Terrell Davis belong in the Hall of Fame or no? If he does, then you need to put Shannon Sharp in there, which he's in there, right? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so I mean, I don't know if you're going to put somebody in there. Put Alex Gibbs in there. Wow. He was the, he was the offensive line coach. 
he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because he revolutionized that. He made that blocking scheme. They had the lightest offensive line in football for nine years. Uh, Shannon Sharp's the only thing that could make Skip Bayless worse. Dude. I think they're thinking about taking him out of the hall again for his work on that show. Talk about awful. It is. I, I really honestly cannot believe how bad that is. <laughs> it is on bad. A, on a daily basis, and it creeps onto my radio, and I've, I've almost crashed my car trying to get that turned off. It's, okay, let's reenact. You which be, of you, which of you guys out there, guys and girls that are listening to us now, listen to Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Let me do my Shannon Sharp. You be Skip Bayless. Start talking about something. LeBron sucks. Skip. Skip. LeBron sucks. Skip. Skip. LeBron. Skip. LeBron sucks. Skip. That's Skip. how it goes. Yeah. That's Skip. I, I can do it too. Stop. Oh man, it's horrible. It's horrible. And we, Shannon Sharp. What's going on? Him. Shannon Sharp on the He's line. He's calling. Dude, Shannon's a big fella. Oh, I wouldn't mess with him. Um, he his command of the English language is not exactly super great, but he's call he's trying to call me out right now, calling me on my cell phone. That is me. Um, yeah, TD. It feels weird for him to be in the Hall of Fame because he did great things in a short amount of time with one of the best quarterbacks ever. It doesn't feel like he should be in. Mm-hmm. My my feeling is that no. By the way, I don't know if y'all met and, I mentioned Clinton Portis. Portis did great things in Denver and then went and did almost equally as good stuff in uh, Washington. And I don't have to look it up. I can say this confidently without even looking at any statistics. I'd be willing to bet the ranch Clinton Portis has more career yards. Yeah, than you're probably right without even looking. Yep. Than TD. But he played longer. I got you. But if you look – well, see, be careful because if you look at it, Terrell Davis was in the yard was in the league for seven years. It was those last three years where he did nothing. Where you look at it and you're like, okay, there's two really really good years in there, but other than that, it's pretty pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Well, in fact, the last three years he couldn't get on the field; it was just bad. So the length of the of the career we were looking last night as as Brandon and I were spitballing some things. Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon's got 4,000 more yards in his career than Davis does. Corey Dillon at one point held the the single-game rushing mark I was there. in the league. You were at that game. The Bengals versus the Broncos. That's awesome. In Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah, it was I actually their first-ever victory in Paul Brown. Trent, check this out. This is true story. I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> when that, that game was being played in Chapel Hill. <laughs> Small world. Small world. Crazy. Small world. But Dylan played in <laughs> ECU, folks. Turn us off for a minute. He, Davis plays his career with John Elway at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Corey Dillon plays the first two-thirds of his basically with Jeff Blake at quarterback. Mm-hmm. You take Dillon and put him in – that Denver offense, I, you don't miss a beat. Now, Dylan went to New England and wasn't just an afterthought in New England. Ran for 1,600 yards, got his ring, so he's got his one ring. Corey Dillon's not getting into the Hall of Fame. I think that 
you've got to take a look at what I attribute it to is the fact that TD is on television. He's still in the public consciousness. Corey Dillon could walk through that door right now, and I'm probably the only one that would recognize him. Yeah, but so what about like Roger Craig? Is he in the Hall of Fame? I mean, what about, I mean, is TD in the Hall of Fame because of John Elway? He played with John Elway. How many guys made the Hall of Fame because of Joe Montana? I I got you, and I'll give that to you. And I'm just really playing devil's advocate because I told you I've been back and forth on this. I'm not saying that it's because of the system or because of Elway. What I'm saying is if he'd been there and been TD for eight years or nine years, and was in the top 10 in career rushing yards and the rest of that, he's a slam dunk. The question is, you had four productive years. If he was on any other team, he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. It was all because of the offensive line in Denver, plain and simple. There you go. There's your answer. By the way, Chris, if you keep dogging East Carolina, we'll never get Sandra Bullock (laughs) on the show. Oh, ooh, My bad. And look. Jeff Blake was a lot of fun to watch. Shake and Blake, that offense with Darnay Scott, Carl Pickens, a lot of fun. Too late. But Stop Jeff Blake was now. no John Elway. Let's just say that. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats in Central Carolina on WDCC 90.5 FM and around the world on WBLZ Sports. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Cheap Seat Radio. If you've got feedback for us, good, bad, or otherwise, CheapSeatRadio at gmail.com. And if you're in Central Carolina, consider checking out Livations. A lot of fun. One of my favorite hangouts. Guys, we'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins. You might not love your seats, but you'll love the show. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Now, 
From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. All right, welcome back to the Cheap Seats, everybody. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. You can get us anywhere on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. So, iTunes, the announcement came about a week ago. Yes. Now we're on the Google Play Store. If you're listening to us on WDCC 90.5, head on over. If you have an Android, now you can get us on the Google Play Store. Subscribe. Give us a good review. We would greatly appreciate it. And what you should know about this show is that Brandon and I do a lot of planning for this show over cold beer. Mm -hmm. But we really don't have anything that constitutes a production meeting. But if we did... It couldn't work any better than it has this week because we opened up with Jerry Jones, and in the middle of that, Brandon asked me about having multiple teams and being a fan from you know teams of different geography and the rest of that. What he doesn't know, because we haven't even talked about it, was that's exactly what my boy Jay Bliss was talking about. What? That's exactly it. Is that so, what you and the second most funny person <coughs> in North Carolina talked about? Because yes. I know he didn't take my spot while I was gone. <laughs> You got. You know what? You are a contender for next year's belt. There is no doubt. I'm gonna be there. We'll start a social media campaign. But we're gonna take a quick interlude, and you guys can hear this thing, or you can leave the studio, roll down to libations, and catch cold beer real quick. But run that tape. He's already a comedian with a great reputation for bringing the funny, and now he has a new title, NC's Funniest Person, Jay Bliss. I was a fiend before I became a teen. I melted microphones instead of cones and ice cream, music orientated. So when hip-hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzles, fit complicated. Jay Bliss is back with a new title in hand, 2017 North Carolina's Funniest Person. And I don't know about you, man, but that's almost a little too politically correct for me, man. You all right with that? <laughs> funniest person? Yeah, I know. I mean, I had to beat a lot of people. I had to beat dogs, cats, raccoons. I mean, it was a lot of things that was going on, man. So they narrowed it down the field. We got to the human side of the elements or whatever. Then I was like, all right, out of the top 100 comedians or people, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we had wiped the dogs and cats and the fish out. And then, you know, I took the title, man. So it was good, man. It was nice. Judges uh, made the decision, but then the thing that got me uh, uh, excited was the fact that the crowd agreed with what the judges did. So, like, when the judges announced it, the crowd got louder, which lets me know nobody in there was like, boo, no, not him. So everything was good. I like it. I like it. Now, you know, back in the day on Star Search, they used to always have the kids in the in their own category, and then when it came time for the championship, the kids would always win because nobody can vote against a kid. You didn't right, have, you didn't right. Have to beat against any children this time, right? right? Nah, I didn't have any kids, you know. But there was a lot of sympathy out there, so you know, you had some bringers and people from the area and stuff like that. Like it's not fair. Like, hey, man, I'm funny. Leave me alone. <laughs> so last <laughs> last time, last time we did this, you know, we, we came in here and we're like, you know, it's going to be a comedy bit, and then you got talking all serious about Colin Kaepernick and civil rights yeah. and else. And what do you got for me this week? Hey, this week, man. Listen, we are very close to the beginning of the football season. So the fact that we're close to the football season, we got to start talking about these fans, okay? Because everybody's going to start getting amped up. You're going to start seeing people talking trash on social media. People going to start wearing their jerseys, yelling at folk, everything like that. So everybody wants to be the best fan. Now, the problem I have is there's different type of fans. There's a diehard fans. You know your diehard fans. Your diehard fans are your fans that you're going to see wearing their paraphernalia on a Tuesday, right? 
They're going to be ready for the game. They're always going to be talking about the game. They have their stats. They listen to ESPN. They know all the backstories. They listen to their local stations. They listen to everything they can about their team. They can tell you anything about their team at any time. They can tell you when head coach White had a baby. They know everything about their team. Diehard fans. Can't nothing wrong with them, okay? The people I have a problem with are Fairweather fans, right? Fairweather fans are fans that mm, I might watch the game, I might not watch the game, but as soon as your team that you supposedly root for starts winning, you louder than the diehard fan. And I go, wait a minute, dude, where were you last year when your team was uh, 4-12? and 12? Where were you the year before that when y'all was 8-8? Eight and, eight? and then all of a sudden they're yelling louder than everybody else, but then you go back and look at some posts from the years past, and they were rooting for the Seahawks. And I go, wait a minute, dude. How you a Redskins fan and you was rooting for the Seahawks? Well, my team was out of it, so I was rooting for the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl. That's the fan I hate. Nice. Okay, because the person I grew the how I grew up, if your team ain't in the Super Bowl, you just don't root for no team. It's like you can watch the Super Bowl. You can have a vested interest. Like, like if a team from my division go to the Super Bowl, I'm rooting for the other team to beat my the team that's in my division. That's just natural, okay? But you don't root for the team. You don't put on a jersey and yell out for, yay, they're my team won, and put a post up like, yeah, good job, Seahawks, Super Bowl chance. They go, yeah, dude, that's not your team, okay? Or the person that says, I have two teams. When I hear a grown man say he has two teams, I put him in a woman category. Not saying anything <laughs> is bad about a woman, but a lot of times women don't care that much about football. Now, you got some diehard women fans of football, and I love them to death. Don't get me wrong. But most of the time, women's like, they team lose. They be like, mm, well, let's go do something else. A dude, his team lose, he feels some type of way. But for a dude that say he got two teams, that right there lets me know, like, dude, you, number one, got daddy issues, okay, because your daddy never jacked you up enough to let you know, to let you know, ain't no way in damn hell you supposed to be rooting for no two teams. Now, anybody that tell me they got a reason, a valid reason for voting, rooting for two teams, the only valid reason I could think of that you can root for two teams is if you got a family member that played on another team. Like, hey, you man. grew up liking one team, and you got a family member playing on another. If that's the case, I'm like, okay, fair enough. There you go, okay? But it ain't no way in hell you're going to tell me you root for the Indianapolis Colts and you root for the Washington Redskins. I got an AFC team and an NFC team, and I'm like, hey, you can go to hell because that <laughs> is not possible. That's not possible. As a matter of fact, if I'm having a conversation with somebody and they say they got two teams, I stop my conversation right there. They're like, oh, so what you think your team going to do? I'm like, man, this is what my team going to do. like, well, I got two teams. So first I'm like, and that's the end of the conversation because we're not talking right now. We're not talking to you at all. We have nothing to say. The other people I hate, front runners, okay? Dallas Cowboy fans, by far, are the worst fans, worst fans in the NFL. And I'm going to tell you why, okay? Because a lot of times, Dallas Cowboy fans are only Dallas Cowboys fans. And I tell every Dallas Cowboy fan this when I meet them. They're like, oh, I root for Dallas. And I'm like, and I, go, I blame your parents. <laughs> I blame your parents for allowing you to root for that team, okay? Because, number one, you're not from Texas, right? Number two, you rooting for a team that was winning in the 90s, which was probably when you was born, right, or sometime within that era, and you ain't seen them win since, okay? And you are rooting for a team that you've never probably seen in life or in person, and you live near another team. Like, if you grew up in a city that has a team and you still root for the Dallas Cowboys, you're a front runner, And I got no respect for you. 
I'm not saying you got to root for the local team, but don't pick the front-running team. You know what I mean? So I don't have no respect for them. Um, you know, just, just you know, different types. Now, you know, then you got your fans that are loud like they're um, – you know, you got your fans that are loud, like they're diehard, but they can't tell you nothing about their team. Like you ask them who the head coach is, they don't know. You ask them who the three main receivers are, they can't tell you. And I go, oh, but you're a fan. Oh, because I watched the game. Okay, what's your quarterback name? What's your backup quarterback name? Does Colin Kaepernick play for your team? Like there's a lot of things you can ask that person, <laughs> but they won't be able to tell you, so I nix them off too. Okay? Well, here, so those are, the, those are the fans. Here's, here's the way I look at, at true fans. If mm-hmm. your team loses on Sunday and you mm-hmm. make it all the way through Monday without cussing out at least one person for no good reason, mm-hmm. you're not a you're not a true fan. Right. Right. <laughs> like you should feel some type of way that your That's team right. lost. Like 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 I know when my team lose, I do get a little bit emotional. Like like I really might snap at my kids a little bit. <laughs> yes. I, my patience I'm not saying I'm yelling at my kids. My patience is way shorter when my team lose. Like, you know, like, like, like you ever been in the fourth quarter watching the game and your kids be making noise and your team losing? And you be like, you like, hey, keep it down. Like that, right? (laughs) That's like, that's, that's your reaction immediately when your team losing. But if your team winning, they making noise, you making noise with them. You don't even care. Y'all like, y'all want to get some pizza after this? Y'all want to go to Rita's? I want to get some ice cream. What you want to do? Like you might get everything a is your allowance this week. There's no telling what might happen. Everything is great. You might be cooking dinner and your team losing. You might stop cooking dinner and be like, "Y'all, we going to Chick Fil A." <laughs> well, we can't go to Chick Fil A on Sunday. But you know, but you got you listen. We going out to eat. You know what I mean? Like we not. You know, I'm gonna pick something up on the way, and then uh, we 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 not doing nothing spectacular tonight. You know I what I mean? This just really relate, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, you might you might switch up your meal, maybe like a spaghetti, and your team lose, and you face ramen noodles and, and uh, grilled cheese. Be like, you know what? I don't feel like doing a whole spaghetti thing tonight. Now you're a Charlotte guy, man. You you're a Panthers fan like that? I'm not a Panthers fan, believe it or not. I am. I'm originally from South Jersey, so because of the area that I grew up in, I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan, diehard okay. Philadelphia Eagles fan. Been a Philadelphia Eagles fan my entire life. And that's the only team I know. People always ask me, you from New Jersey. How you root for the Eagles? Well, it's two separate states. It's North Jersey and it's South Jersey. People from South Jersey live close to Philadelphia. That's where we get the Philly news. We know everything about Philadelphia sports. And people in North Jersey live in New York. So that's basically what it is. Well, Jay, you came hard. We got a little uh, insight into different types of fans. We got a geography yeah. lesson. We got some yeah. psychology and some parenting advice, man. I I don't know what more people could ask for. We appreciate. You I want them to in. write in and ask me. I want them to write in and find out from. I want to find out from them what type of fan they are. And if they like do, if they are do with two teams, explain to me why. It, the, you hit the only good reason. If if your cousin is not playing. For that other team, you have no excuse. <laughs> I still want to hear them. I still want to hear the excuse. Nothing. We'll have them. We'll have them. If you got, if you got a legitimate reason, we want to hear it at cheapseatradio at gmail dot com. Jay, awesome as always, man. We appreciate you coming in, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'll let you next week, man. All right, Jay Bliss. You can catch him. Bliss is ignorant on Podbean, the iTunes Store, and all the rest of that. Fellas, that inspired a thought 
from Brandon Atkins. And we talked about different types of fans. I want to talk about different types of fantasy football players. Okay, let's talk about that. But how hot was Jay's intro music? Right? You hadn't heard Micro- that. Microphone fiend? Come yes, on, sir. man. Eric V and Rakim. Rakim, man, one of the top five all time. Can we can we put him there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. That was when rappers had to have talent to get a deal, man. That's, That's right. You know, these <laughs> days, <laughs> Ray Strummer, I don't even get, I, I, I'm i the old crotchety old guy at this you point. Are. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats, WDCC. This is our last segment with you. So if you're listening and you want to follow the show on over to the worldwide interwebs, you can. You can Internet. get us iTunes. You can get us on Google Play. Go straight to SoundCloud. Do whatever. But we're out there from the cheap seats. We'd appreciate the listen. Guys, we're talking, listening, um, but the discussion is different types of fans. I hate a Fairweather fan. I really I like can't oh, I deal them. with folks that are like that. I'm going to tell you something else that bugs me about fans. And it's fans of teams who talk about themselves as if they are a part of the team. What we're <laughs> going to do this year, what we did this weekend. We did it. We did it. We y'all. did it. No, those cats did it. And, and I am as big a Reds and Bengals fan as anybody you want to meet. And I don't say that with any regularity. So I do. I, that I do. bothers me. I have to admit. I know you do. I say we did it. We did it. We won the championship. Well, and in, in, in from a to give you a little love when it's when it comes to UNC, I think you can do that right. because you are part of the family. You wrote checks to the family. Pops, so did. you bought your way in. Pops did. Yeah, good looking out. But are you with me, Trent, or am I off base on this? Are you a we type guy when you talk about the the uh, Broncos? No, I'm not a we. Yeah. No, I'm part of the, you know, I'm part of the uh the orange country. 
you know, I'm, I'm bleeding what they call orange it? and orange blue. Country? Yeah, orange country. But uh, no, it's not weed. Orange country. So anybody weed. out there, if you do that, stop. It's hey. annoying. I have one friend in particular, if he hears this show, oh, he and I have never had this conversation. He's going to realize I've been like thinking that every time we've talked about sports for the last 15 years because he does it incessantly and it drives me mad. You weren't on the field. You didn't suit up. You don't get to be part That's of That's a little that. picky, though, Chris. I'm just saying, man. We That's all have our little picky. things. But you just say that fans, because you don't want to say Fans like, with two teams, bandwagon fans, uh, yuck. Now, here's something else. But and you're here's, a Bengals here's, here's, fan. Here's my question. Here's hold my on, question. hold on. You're a Bengals fan. I am. Shut you're up. only saying that because you don't want to say, oh, we lost again. We lost. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's brutal, man. How can I mean, you do that to me? I'm sorry. Hey, Jay Bliss, real quick, on the microphone fiend, Eric B. and Rakim, intro music, I would have gone kick a hole in the speaker, pull the plug, then I jet back to the lab without a mic to grab. But that's just for you. You keep that, tuck that All away. Right, maybe I can rework it. Okay. Man, <laughs> I rolled that out. I thought you were going to love that. Oh, You're dude, like, I, oh, I love it, but. No, nah, it was perfect. I love it, but. It was that's perfect. That's kind of how our conversations go, though. I really love that guy, but. Well, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite of yours is like. Trent and I will say something, and you're like, oh, that was a student analysis. I'm moving right along. I wow. know when you say a student analysis, you're really putting us down. Right, Trent? Yes. <laughs> See, my problem with Jay is, how come everyone's not listening to From the Cheap Seats to get all their fan info? He said ESPN. He oh. said their local broadcast. Well, and then at the end, though, he's like, hey, we might go get Chick-fil-A. He don't know. How's he going to do that to you, Trent? I know. I'm open on Sundays. That's right. You want, you want chicken on Sunday. How you gonna get, dubs. How you going to get Chick-fil-A on a Sunday, Jay? Yeah, right. He corrected himself. He did. He, he realized. It. But, Jay, come on, man. They don't have scorpion sauce at Chick-fil-A. You're not new. Let's go. <laughs> and that Chick-fil-A does not have the scorpion rum sauce. So this segment of the show most definitely not brought to you by... Chick-fil-A. No, it's not. No, it's not. And you can keep those peach milkshakes, too. How about that? (laughs) Wow. Although, you might want one after the scorpion TV. She just turned the radio off. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Yeah, she's all about there. Actually, what she likes is their frozen lemonade. Oh, yeah. They got good stuff. I think it's frozen lemonade. The idea of lemonade and ice cream together, it's kind of nasty. Yeah, but do you ever get anything but the number one? The number one combo. What chicken is it? sandwich not me, with pickles. Me. I don't get anything there. Oh. I mean, they think a little highly of their food. And I'm like, eh, right, I can go on. have three sandwiches someplace else. I'm let's, not a. Let's jump off Chick fil A. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Trent. I went to B Dubs down in Myrtle Beach that last weekend. Yeah. Desert heat is my thing, son. <laughs> desert heat is for real. The dry rub yeah, desert yeah, heat. Yeah, it's good. You got it on traditional, right? Or um, boneless. Oh man, I don't do boneless. Yeah, there's okay. something there's something really sure. weird about I like the boneless, but the dry rubs on boneless don't it doesn't translate well. Nope. I like to grab on something and like arr, you know, tear up and then into that desert heat. You can't do that with boneless. I ain't trying to eat wings with a fork. Hey, we talked about you said before. You were talking <laughs> about based on what month it is, the peppers are hotter, so it oh, impacts yeah. how yeah, hot the, the sauce is and all the rest of it. All right, tell me the truth now. How come when I get boneless, sometimes it's these big honks of chicken, and other times 
It's these little itty bitty Uh-oh. undersized things. What's going on with that? It's the mass production of a chicken nugget. I mean, they're going through thousands at a time and the breading gets stuck up so you get a little bit of meat and a ton of breading and sometimes you don't get any meat you just have like a you know hush puppy it's all breading yeah check this out trent though i was eating with my brother and my sister and i started breaking down that seasonal pepper knowledge (laughs) and their their jaws hit the table like i was like i didn't give you any credit though you should never do i didn't give you any credit i was like oh so actually you know the peppers are seasonal and that's why they have a different hey that's pretty lame that you did that so truth be told i did exactly the same (laughs) thing with my wife i'm like hey you didn't know. And she was like, wow, I never thought about it like that. So she that's started why looking- we let you hang out, Trey. You're welcome, fellas. You're welcome. Seasonal pepper knowledge. It's just a habanero. <laughs> Poor Trent. Like, he habanero. gives us all these nuggets of we just give him knowledge. Nothing in and return. We, he gets nothing. Now. Yeah. He gets nothing. He get he gets your bingle talk and my incessant <laughs> UNC talk, and that's it. So what day is the uh, McGregor-Mayweather fight? 26. It's the 26th, right? right? 26. Yep. Yep. So can we go take over B-dubs, the 26? Oh, I'm, I'm planning on it. Trent, can we come over and take over your, your place? Absolutely. All I've right. got room for uh, 195 seats, 205 max capacity, according to the fire marshal. Does that include the porch? That includes the porch. At 10 o'clock, we will have a $30 gift card that you need to purchase, and you have to be over 21 to enjoy the McGregor fight. I am thinking. Mm. And you can't leave the building at 10 o'clock. If you leave, what? it's what? over. Yep. Oh. You know who ain't. You know we're going to have a problem with that, right? I may need to like go through the kitchen or something. <laughs> you know who ain't showing the fight? Chick-fil-A. Right. Another reason think, to go to be done. I don't think Zaxby's is showing it either. Ron's I can't Barn? wait for that fight. <laughs> I got to have to say, if Ron's Barn had it on there, I'd have to think twice about that. I ain't gonna lie. Anyway, I digress. See, I still don't get love. I'm I'm losing it to Ron's Barn. This Dude, is Ron's Barn's an institution. Is that not the best fried chicken in you, the world? You're just not as good looking at the as those ladies doling out the the goodness at Ron's Barn. Dude. Ah, uh, so what we're gonna do in the next segment? What this we talking about? We were gonna do it in this segment. We got lost on our way to it. We're gonna do our very own from the cheap seats fantasy football draft. Word. That's kind of a lame idea because everybody out there is doing it, but we're gonna twist this up. And this came from the mind of Brandon Atkins, and I thought inspired. Mm-hmm. Instead of drafting players. What we're going or NFL players, what we're going to do is draft players that we want in our league to make our league the best. Right. So, so what you, are we talking about? Explain this. Bro. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try, and you fill in the gap. So everybody who's played fantasy football knows there's a handful of different types of players, right? Every everybody's league got has got one. So I'll give you an example. The the dad who like drafts his team, kind of brings his kid to the draft, drafts his team, and then really never pays attention and is not involved. So that's just an example. Got okay, it. you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just different types of fantasy football players that have been in your league, and I figured what we would do is maybe go around the horn a couple of times and draft 
what either our favorite or most interesting or most hated fantasy football player. What do you think? Type. Yeah. I can dig it. So it's not the guys we want in the league. Not necessarily. It's any kind of player we're drafting. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you, how do you want to – what's my theme music? Man, I don't know. Can That's you sing something? Wow. No. And this <laughs> is a tale for all the fellas trying to do what yep. those ladies tell uh-huh. us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females. Get jealous. Perfect. Cheap That's all you had to fantasy. do was ask, dog. Okay, smarty. Go to a party. <laughs> you got That's enough. Tim. That's enough. Tickle He's the guy at the party. There. He's the guy at the party that always just pushes it just a little too, a little much. too much. Speaking of <laughs> Tim Copas, there's always that one fantasy football player that goes, "That's what she said about everybody." everybody. <laughs> it would be like I drafted Ocho Cinco. That's, That's what, what she said. said. All right, I'll kick it off with the first pig. How do we know? Whoa, whoa, oh, you whoa, know what? Whoa, 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 we got What whoa, do we got to talk about? Whoa, how do you get the first pick? How did that I happen? I came up with the idea. <laughs> you just said I'm the loser oh. of the group. I'm the losing team. I okay. should have the first pick. Let's say Trent gets it. Let's. No, I'm. A, I, I, we need to discuss this because I would say that from a historical standpoint, you're probably the worst fantasy sports player. So okay. maybe you do deserve the first pick. Oh, okay. We'll see. I got chips. You want me to bring them into the studio sometime? Yes, sir. If you're listening on WDCC, you want to hear this draft, follow us to the internet. You can find us on the iTunes Store and Google Play from the cheap seats. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins. You might not love your seats, but you'll love the show. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Now, from the cheap seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Trent Nichols hanging out. 
and we're about to have our very first from the seat. <laughs> Libations from got them again. Seats <laughs> fantasy draft. And like we said, we're going to put a little different spin on this. So during the break, through a very complicated series of coin flips, we determined that Trent Nichols will have the first pick, followed by Brandon Atkins, and I'll pull up the rear. Okay. Is that cool? I, sure. Every, no, no protest based on our methodology? I'm good. All right. Chris, you come off as the type of person who's never won the fantasy football championship. You're out of your freaking mind, buddy. You know what my I was playing fantasy football back in the day before computers. I was playing rotisserie baseball before it was even called fantasy when I was in 10th grade in high school. And when fantasy football became a thing, I was on it and was like, this, is, this makes even more sense. In fact, I, played, I was playing in a pay league where you bought your team via auction and the value of your players fluctuated based on performance and signed Kurt Warner to be my quarterback. His rookie season. Oh hmm. snap! When Trent when Trent Green went down, I went out there and saw an opportunity, and Kurt Warner was one of the minimum salary players in the league, and went and snatched him up and blew everybody <laughs> out. Made quite a little bit of change that year. Hmm. I think I was playing on you Yahoo some, Sports. Thanks Yahoo. You made some Manchego. A little bit of Manchego. A little bit of Havarti. All right, kick us off with our our theme music, Trent. And then make your pick. Here, no, no, no. What I want you to do for this one, I want you to hand in your pick to me so that I can read it. Okay. Hmm. Thinking off the cuff. <laughs> Pin click. <laughs> writing something down. This All is right. just like the NFL draft. I need you to boo just like I'm Roger Goodell walking boo. out on the stage. That's, That's easy. Lame. That's easy to do. Boo. All right. With the first pick, the five cent armchair quarterbacks pick is in. With the first pick in the 2017 Cheap Seats draft, the what did you say your team name was? The five cent armchair quarterbacks. The five cent armchair quarterbacks select guy who hoards quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> I love the guy who drafts. Five quarterbacks thinking that at some point somebody's going to try to yep. trade them. Yep. I love that guy. Now, just for clarification, does this preclude us from, like, because one of my, one of my, on my list here, and I don't want to give too much away, was guy who hoards tight ends because they think they're smarter than everybody else. Can I go that route or is that off the board at this no, point? No, I think, I mean, you can if you want to. I'm not yeah. going to. It'll be lame. It would be. <laughs> See how you talk yourself out of that? <laughs> Brandon, second pick in the draft. Okay. Um, no particular order, but uh, I love the easy mark guy. He's new to the league. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know, uh, Troy Aikman might be good this year. <laughs> you know, you're just licking your chops, baby. Like, it's easy money. So anytime we have somebody new to the league, by the way – our new addition to the league this year is Kristen Lambert. It's typically an easy mark guy. So I'm just throwing that out there. When I you hope show that up they that, feel that way. I'm hoping that they think that. I'm down. Who lo- Doesn't everybody like easy mark guy? 
AZ Mark guy, it, it destroys the leagues because you don't know what you're getting. Is the guy going to show up? Is he going to get six weeks in and leave the team? I like folks that are established and accountable. Okay. That's why with my first pick, I'm taking somebody's mom. And I'm not talking about a middle-aged woman who has kids. I'm talking about one of your grown players' moms. Because I'm going to tell you what. It adds an interesting dynamic to the trash talk boards. Because guys will be in there cursing each other out and all the rest of that. And then somebody's mom pipes in. And it changes the whole tune. And it just keeps everybody off balance. And if you have a good mom, like my mom, okay. my mom will wreck shop. Okay. You know, my mom's quasi-retired. She's a big football fan. She's got nothing better to do to sit back and plot how she's going to whoop your ass week in and week out. <laughs> so I got somebody's mom with my first pick. Trent, round two. Did your mommy help you with that pick, Chris? Dude, my mom will beat the brakes off you in fantasy football. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. All right, what you got, Trent? I am going to go with the guy that picks a kicker oh. <laughs> way too early, like round five. And his, and his rationale is, look at the points. They score lots of points. I, I can get down with that. Yeah, Trent put a lot of I thought love that into guy. this. I don't even have notes. I love that guy. Pick the kicker guy. Yeah, that he's the easy mark guy, kind of. Then he starts a run. Everyone's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> okay. What about my second pick? It's the steal your info guy. Dude shows up at the draft with no magazines, <laughs> no printouts. He's like looking over your shoulder like he's cheating on a test. I'm just like, dude, like. Bring your own stuff. You know, right before he's like, hey, can I take a look at that real quick? I Let mean, me just, just see one thing. Just real quick. Okay, just don't look how I've marked it up. Just don't look at my whole draft strategy, okay? I hate that dude. I, I hate him too. But you talked about easy marks. The easiest of all marks is what? Homer. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Homer. Yeah. Dude, I hey. Mm-hmm. You give one. me Tom Brady, Gronk. And Calvin Johnson. Well, yeah. no, we got Calvin Johnson because he's retired. Yeah, he's, <laughs> but you give me Des Bryant, Gronkowski, and Tom Brady, and I'll give you Jay Cutler because you're a big Dolphin fan. We got a Giants guy like that in our nice. League. You gotta, you gotta give me the inside info, man. Oh yeah, it's like sitting around a poker table, dude. You gotta have your intel. But Homer kills me. And you can look, and when you see the draft, the, the dead giveaway isn't at the top of the draft board. Yep. It's at the bottom of the draft board where they're taking some rookie you've never heard of, and they're taking you know somebody to be their second tight end, and all of a sudden you walk away, and of the 12 players on their team, seven of them are Cleveland Browns or Houston Texans. Right. Homer well, is and my second round. Just pick. like poker, if you show up to draft day and you can't, find out you can't figure out who the easy mark is then you're the easy mark <laughs> i would little. say for anybody that does a, a live draft that does it in person where you're sitting around my suggestion to you would be to not wear your team's jersey yep. no ball cap no jersey whatever because that's the biggest tell right 
just trying to public service. Yeah, no doubt. Public That's service. Good. That's Trent, good. round three. Mm, so many uh, options. I think that uh, I'm going to go with they don't pay attention to bye weeks. <laughs> See, oh, man, that's that's a little nerdy because I know what you're talking about, especially if you're doing it on the computer because that's right there so that you can match them up and make sure you don't have three or four people in a bye week. I do have to say I don't pay that much attention to it. I kind of figure it's going to take care of itself. Unless I've got too many players from one team, yeah, and then I start to pay attention. But that's a good one. That's like deep thought. You really did. I was playing with you. You really did. Like, no, hold on. You're not talking about draft strategy yes. by weeks. You're yeah. talking about they just don't start anybody. Is that what he, you're no, talking about? I'm draft talking about strategy. draft strategy. No, he's talking about draft strategy. Where See, all of a sudden, he's the easy mark because he doesn't even know what we're talking about. You know, six of their guys, their first six picks, you know, Are four of them have three. the same bye mm-hmm. week, so mm-hmm. their best players. Are all off at the same time. Gotcha. Okay. All right. My third pick. Yeah. Jay Bliss is gonna love this one. Okay. Because kind of related what he was talking to. Uh, the hundred plus league guy who's in so many freaking <laughs> oh, yeah. leagues, and he's like, oh yeah, okay, okay, but hold up, in my other league, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm running yeah. this. Yes. That was a great pick, man. I have him in my other league. I got him in the third round. I, yep. Yeah, like, I got seven other leagues. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I keep it to every year I do two or three, and every year I say I need to only do the one. You well, just don't. It's funny because I'm one step ahead of you on that. I only do one. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, can't, I can't pay attention. And the other, the, there's nothing worse. You know, the best thing about fantasy football is it makes you pay closer attention to the games. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than having two leagues going and you have conflicting things that you need to happen. Yep. You know, if I've got the Bengals defense in one league and I've got the Ravens running back in another league, you know what I mean? Yep. That kind of ruins it for me. Not to mention I'm kind of busy. So I only really want to pay attention to one of those. And I absolutely, as a prerequisite, have to be able to get to it on my phone. Word. I have to be able to access it mobile. If I can't, I don't have time to plop in front of a computer and, and set lineups and all the rest of that. Now, in the first round, I took somebody's mom. In the third round, I'm taking somebody's kid. What? Yes. Because I want family. the 12 or 13-year-old kid in my league. And it's going to go one of two ways. The kid's either going to have no idea what's going on or he's going to be really, really strong. And I'm willing to give the kid a shot. I want somebody's kid, just one. I don't want it to be dominated by a bunch of teenagers. I want grown men and one mom and one kid in my league. Do you ever watch the league? No. I am familiar, and I've watched it. But you just reminded me there's this kid on there that they all call the Oracle, right? And so basically, this one guy pays them to help him draft his team. That's (laughs) what that reminded me. (laughs) Nice. We got round four. Round. Yeah, we got as much time as we want. It's our show, right? Okay. Word. I'm going with the guy that uh, drafts the player. That got hurt like two days before the draft and doesn't realize it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like nice. if we were drafting, it would be me going, I'll take Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> He's going to be a great, great pick to this year. 
I love it. <laughs> my, my team is stoked, dude. B. Dude who <clears throat> changes his name from year to year, and it's always an attempt to be funny, but it's awful. So one was uh, when I fert, it hurts. Oh, God. I'm not kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll be back after the break with my fourth round pick. You're listening to From the Steep Cheap Seats. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seat. All right, welcome back from the cheap seats. I'm Chris, Brandon, Trent. We're in the midst of our fantasy football draft. And if you weren't with us before the break, just to kind of catch you up, we're drafting different types of fantasy football players. And I sit here in round four, and my selection with the final pick in the fourth round is the past champion. The guy that hadn't beat anybody in five years but still lives on his laurels. (laughs) Talking about what he did that one year when Michael Vick put up 5,000 points for him. In his Jordans. In his Jordans. (laughs) I do want to say, before we get too far from it and I forget, we were talking about names of teams. My favorite name of all time, there was a girl – a lady that played with an organization that when I was in Kentucky, she was the only female player and her team name was 99 problems, but your team ain't one. Oh, right. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. Was she hot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And could play too. She was all, she was all up on Tony Romo, Mm. but uh, yeah, that's, that's my favorite team name. I want everybody out there, email your favorite team name of all time in oh, fantasy yeah. sports to cheapseatradio at gmail.com. Cheapseatradio at gmail.com. I think we should take nominations and turn that into a poll. 
So let's get some stuff out there on social media and get some nominees. But 99 problems, but your team ain't one. That's the early favorite. Yeah, I like it. Round five. You got any steam left? Any wind left in your I sails? Do. Oh, wait I, a minute. But it's Trent's pick. It's Trent's so, turn. All right. Stop trying to jump, Trent. My bad. I'm going with the guy that obviously has been really overthinking it and drafts all the sleepers. Mm. Yeah. Overthinker all the guy. sleepers. All that the never sleepers. works. Nope. They're sleepers for a reason. Yeah. Yep. Good call. They stay asleep sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I um with my fifth pick, I'm gonna take the the dude who says, Has this dude been drafted yet? Like <laughs> he's in the seventh round. He's like, is Zeke Elliott still available? <laughs> I mean, I just can't stand that dude. We actually have a penalty. We have one other rule that I think is unique to this league, to this league I'm in. After y'all's next pick, I might just drop it on y'all. It's about how to keep people involved at the end of the year when they're already out of contention. But yeah, you get fined if you have to ask the question. If you want to pony up two bucks, we have an actual monetary fine for this dude. I can dig it. Now, my fifth round pick is the underemployed guy. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> you know that dude's got nothing better to do and is texting you in the middle of the day, hey, did you see so-and-so got hurt? I already snatched him up. Dude, I, how can you can compete? Oh. You can't with that dude. Between family, work, and everything else, I mean, the guy that's got no job, got no family – It'll wear you out. And that generally is the same guy that's playing seven leagues. But heaven forbid he only play one because he's going to beat the brakes off you. See, that's where my job is a benefit because sometimes I don't go into work until like three or four. So I have all day where I can troll social media, watch everything, and mm-hmm. I can be on top of it. It's helped me greatly in baseball. We need to keep this baseball. guy out of our league. Yeah. I'm scared of Trent. Right. So, But now – I'm going to take, just like the guy that hoards the QBs, the guy that drafts too many defenses. Mm. You know, you have to start one. You usually take maybe one and then pick up another one. This guy drafts four mm-hmm. just to have them. To play the matchups. Yep. Yep. Four I've defenses. seen that before. I have to. It's, it's kind of annoying because with quarterbacks, you're like, cool, kill your team. But with defenses, it's kind of like, man – I don't draft my defense until after the 10th round or something like that, maybe even later. Yeah. So it actually kills other teams. And then they want, like, you know, freaking Cam Newton straight up for the Minnesota defense or something stupid like that. But my my next pick is I'm this guy, by the way. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> it's kind of the st- strategic but the prankster. Like, so – there's not been a draft in the last six or seven years that I haven't brought the previous year's draft magazine in, <laughs> at least maybe two or three of them, and dropped them around the room. Sometimes they're two years old. But it goes back to try to get, sh- trying to get my info guy. I'm like, sure, dude, no problem. <laughs> Hand him that old bag. Good luck with that, bro. Dude, Favre. You know, <laughs> he's looking really good. Yeah, he's looking real good. If if Favre's not wearing a uniform, does he just rock jeans everywhere? Like tight jeans? 
Yeah, pretty much. He's a Wrangler guy. I okay. lived in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which is where he's – people say he's from Hattiesburg. He's not from Hattiesburg. He's from Kiln, Mississippi, down in Hancock County. But he lives – he has this enormous estate outside of Hattiesburg where he went to college at USM, which is about 45 minutes off the coast. And you'll see Brett from time to time – Literally, like at Walmart or whatever. I mean, oh, he's in cool. the community, and yeah, he's a Wrangler type guy. Now, you don't have to go far to find people that will tell you stories about Brett from when he was in college, pissing off the bar in bars and getting into fights and all the rest of that stuff, because that dude loves to party. Mm. So interesting. But he has this this fence out in front of his house that's wrought iron that has this big gigantic F, and the way it's contoured you can't see down to the house from the street without really kind of work. Mm-hmm. So you'll see all the time people it, it stopped out on this country highway where this estate is, and they'll be up there craning their necks trying to find the place and all the rest of that. What's Another the F- last what's little fun f- – what's that? What's the F stand for? Ah, see there? Um, Football. Hancock <laughs> High, Duh. where Brett went to school, I used to have to work on campus out there as part of my job, and there is not a single time I ever visited Hancock High without seeing at least one car in the parking lot with Wisconsin plates. And people would come down there, and the field at Hancock High is is named after Brett's dad, and people would be out there taking pictures of the field and snapping up pictures of where Brett Favre went to high school. Huh coming from Wisconsin and, you know, Green Bay fans from around the rest of the world. But it's kind of wild. Yeah, Kiln, Mississippi, quite a hmm. quite an interesting, interesting place. If you a need of, a meth fix, you can, probably, you can probably get it down in Kiln. But anyway. I didn't say that, people from Kiln. I did. <laughs> so. Are we going around the table again or – uh, I think it's my pick, pick, isn't it? Last pick. Is it last or? pick? How you, what are you, the commission now? No, you just I didn't know. Decreed. He must be out of notes. That's what's going Trent, on. Trent. I'm going to say. He's, I forgot it's my pick, guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Am I on the clock? <laughs> no. My, my guy is basement dweller. And by that, I'm not talking about the guy that loses all the time. I'm talking about the guy that sits around in his underwear in mom's basement with nothing to do but go all analytics and pull stats all the time and runs it on numbers but couldn't tell you the first thing about football and how it's played. That's the guy I don't like. See, I kind of thought that your style of uh, fantasy, knowing you and the numbers geek that you are, that I thought you were heavily – Yeah, not really. I mean – yeah, that you really overanalyze the the matchups, what he's done in the past. You know, he, you know, well, last time that uh, Randy Moss went against the Green Bay Packers, he had five receptions in three minutes and went for here's, 115 here's yards. Here's what I'll say about football, because I'm I'm a numbers geek. However, with football in particular, past performance is probably less a predictor of future performance than any anywhere else. And the window for most football players is so small that you kind of there's a lot of gut involved. So I don't, and I at different points in my life I have, and I've gone and I've tried to figure out statistical trends and who's headed up and who's headed down. But you just got to look at it, and and I put together a list of guys that I'm interested in drafting. But then kind of the the big thing for me is not what their statistics and how they trend are. Just kind of I'll take a, a quick look at the depth chart. And figure out, is this guy going to get reps or is he not? Is he going to get touches? You know, you were talking about Jarvis Landry earlier down in Miami. Yep. 
And Jarvis Landry's a guy, as much as anything, there's not a whole lot else out there in terms of weapons in the passing game. Probably a good pick. Well, he's the burner, right? So Well, he's all around. Have... I mean, you know. Actually, they got some pretty good pieces there. They got Stills, they got Landry, and they got Demarius, right? From that used to play with Denver. Or Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas. Yeah. They got some Julius weapons. Thomas. You're thinking when he played for Denver. How about when he played for Jacksonville? Where, well, Dude, Julius where, Thomas is – no, what I'm saying is Julius Thomas is a couple years away from having been in, any good at all. Yeah, well, so, the thing that you miss, though, and I don't know – I guess we've got a new, not a news show. Miami, Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be more underwhelmed by the fact that Cutler is a Dolphin. But looking at what Cutler did with Gase before yep. – I mean, I think he puts him on a backup quarterback fantasy radar, at least. And you don't agree, Chris, but I think there's still that ten and six team. They might, they'll probably be a wild card again. I, I, I cannot actually, see Miami getting into the playoffs, but it has nothing to do with Tannehill going down and being replaced by Cutler. I didn't think Miami was anyway. Trent, that's astute analysis. <laughs> I will say this: Gase is his name, the yeah, Adam quarterback. Gase. He actually Head is coach. the only one that Jay of. Coaches that he trusts. Maybe we'll touch that on the other side. Whatever. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats in Central Carolina and around the world on the WBLZ Sports Network. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkin. You might not love your seats, but you'll love the show. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Now, from the cheap seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. Welcome back. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent. We are concluding our first ever From the Cheap Seats Fantasy Draft, which has been brought to you 
by the letter Z, Scorpion Rum Sauce, and Atkins Commercial Advisors. And not by Skip Bayless. Yeah, he's awful. Hey, to wrap... He says you're awful, too. Well, I say he's awful back. No. <laughs> skip, 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 skip. Man. Go ahead. So to put a put a bow on this fantasy football talk, I was going to name him as one of my guys, but you know the people that it they're out of contention for the playoffs, so they just kind of go away. Yeah, there's affects. nothing worse for a league, and it, it will kill a league. I figured this out about 10 years ago, and right. I'll tell you what we do. And I'll just call it by its name. It's not the actually official name, and you'll get it. You get the reason why. I invented the poop chain. Okay, <laughs> this is a gold chain with a round fake dog turd as the medallion, and whoever comes in last place has to wear this. <laughs> and we don't call it the poop chain. You can use your imagination, but they have to wear it in public. You get to say things like this. Fear me, poop chain. <laughs> Shut your mouth, poop chain. And this thing is gaudy. It's nice. The medallion's big and huge. The gold chain is just shining. And nobody wants this thing. I tell you, the race to not get last place every year is more interesting than who actually wins. And it keeps the entire league honest because you do not want that privilege. How many times have you wore the poop chain? I've worn it one time. Do now <laughs> one time with Chris being the newbie. What is the odds that he may be the recipient of the poop chain? I, it, Zero. I don't, I don't know. Everybody said that, but you know it's funny because Zero. I, of everybody in the league, there's like. Five of us that have two rings. So I've won the league twice in about 20 years. And everybody who's won it except one guy has worn the poop chain as well. So, But I can tell you, you are staying up late, sweating, losing sleep over that poop chain. We got it. You guys both have to commit to this. I have to sit there every day and look at your stupid mug on that shelf. You talking about our championship Your mug? championship <laughs> damn dodgeball mug. mug. So, if the poop chain is won by one of you two fine gents, we need to keep it here for the year afterwards right here in the uh, studio. I think, it, nice. I think that's awesome. Now, speaking of this, and you need to hit Kaplan up over this, don't let me forget on Tuesday when we okay. play. Oh. We're playing a golf tournament tomorrow. So, here, Kaplan says he still has – the book bag that he won for being the UNC Intramural Athlete of the Year. Why am I not surprised? He says we can have it to put on the shelves in oh, here. Nice. I told him that if we did, I would I would install an uplight just yes. for that bag to put it on display. He also thinks he has a jersey left from back in those those days too. But I want that bag in here so bad I can't stand it. Well, you can it. use the bag to carry it around the poop chain when you win that. How about that? There will be no poop chain in my future. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Okay. If I join the league, I may tank just because I like the poop chain idea. That's a little freaky, Trent. Well, I want yeah. to. I want to wear the poop chain. You so, go ahead, Chris. I, I want to. I'm tired of talking about poop chains, <laughs> honestly. So I do want to talk about Cutler. Here's, here's what I'll say. Cutler's been showing all off season. Never necessarily known as being the hardest worker or most prepared quarterback out there. And now this guy's been away from the game for six months. 
I don't know that that's necessarily enough time to kind of lose your ability to be a quarterback. But Jay Cutler's always been a guy who has been enamored by his apologists because of his physical talents. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. Because from a numbers or wins and losses standpoint, Jay Cutler's been pretty doggone pedestrian his whole career. So you take that plus the fact that he hasn't been in the system, hasn't prepared, hasn't done anything – I'm not expecting him to do much. All right, I got to disagree with you on one count. All right, he has been in this system. Yes, he he's been in Gaze's system, and before we went on the break, that's what I was going to tell you. Gaze is the only one that had the cojones enough to tell Cutler to his face that he doesn't read the field. He cannot. He doesn't go through progressions. Gaze has taught him. To, he actually will roll out a lot more this year. He'll cut the field in half. He's got the talent. He'll actually have a very good year under Gaze. Did 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 Adam Gaze also tell Jay Cutler, you throw too many damn interceptions? Yes, but he had his lowest total of his career under Adam Gaze, and that's exactly the point. The Miami Dolphins were lucky that they found a guy like Jay Cutler because the fact – the team doesn't have to be like, dude, now we got to teach the system to this. They can pick up right where they were the second or third year in this system, and they have a quarterback that can lead them, knowing that he's not going to be the best. He's going to throw a ton of interceptions, but he'll win more games for them than yeah. a Colin Kaepernick or somebody that didn't know the system. Well, hey, no, Colin a, Kaepernick, man. Over the weekend, when you listen to a lot of radio, you pick up little gems like this. Jay Cutler's also in the best shape he's ever been in in his entire life. He's gotten on a completely different diet. Remember how big he got back mm-hmm. in 2009? He's completely different diet. He trusts this coach. Um, they have a really good rapport relationship, and he's got a lot of weapons. And J- what is his name? Jay Ajay or whatever his name is, the running back. I wouldn't be surprised if he throws probably 25-plus touchdowns this year. 25-30 would be around that range. All right, I'm on the record. Miami will not make the playoffs this season, period. So they make period. it last year, then you add Jay Cutler, and they don't make it. You, you yeah. Wait a minute. Needle off the record. What you're trying to tell me is that adding Jay Cutler is an upgrade from Ryan Tannehill? No, it's maintaining. It's not maintaining. That's Ryan Tannehill's locker room. That's Ryan Tannehill. He's the one that got him to the doggone playoffs. Cutler Cutler you, is not an upgrade. He's not a maintaining at exactly the same level as Tannehill was. He's a step down. No, the I guy's old. So. I don't think so at all. Well, I, I would probably actually, if I was if, in the— All right, well, you, you say that you don't think so at all. Why was, why was Jay Cutler unemployed until 15 minutes ago? Because he, he didn't retired. Come, he, he didn't want to come out of retirement. And then. Really? Tim, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So. He retired. Jay, Jay Cutler retired because no amount of money was going to get in and play football anymore, no, right? No, $10 million. He didn't want to go to the Jets. Dude, if he, wanted to, if he wanted to make $10 million playing football, he would have been signed a long time ago. $10 million for one year is pretty outstanding. No, not in the NFL for quarterbacks that are making 25 and 30 a year. It's the 25th ranked salary in the NFL. So he's above the backup quarterbacks, but he's not a starting quarterback. 
Miami got the best deal out of it. But I mean, he's going to be the starter for ten million dollars to come down and play in Miami for one year. Woo! I mean, I think that's no an state tax. That's a great deal. Great deal for both sides. And All they're right. a winning team, and the best coach, his favorite coach he ever played for, is the head coach besides Mike Shanahan. And All right, and people, when they're you know when they're three and six, get get back. All right, yeah, All right. well, Trent, you and I are right about this one. And for everybody yeah. out there crying about Kaepernick, they don't have time to teach Kaepernick, Kaepernick that system. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with, with that, that. But if if in a vacuum. So, so I will I will give it to Miami that yes this is a good fit for them because he knows and is familiar with Adam Gase's system I give you that but in a vacuum if I had to choose between Colin Kaepernick Brock Osweiler Jay Cutler and RG three I don't know that Jay Cutler's the bottom choice there but he's not number one for me not like, number one Jay Cutler's pretty good were I in Miami. I would have given serious consideration to trading for Osweiler because you could have got him for nothing. And you could have got Cleveland on the hook for some of that salary as well. Uh, but I, I get why it makes sense. I just don't think Cutler is going to go down and blow things up. Cutler hasn't been that guy anywhere. And, you know, Cutler, for me, will always be defined as the guy that quit in a playoff game. My prediction Sorry. is Miami's going to be in trouble next year because Jay's going to play good enough that they're going to wonder – is it will Cutler stay for a little bit longer, or will is Tannehill our guy? Well, watch, I, watch. I'm looking at you, and I'm <laughs> going to tell you, the chances of that happening are zero. Okay. I, I just really feel that way. Now you could be right, and you can rub it in my face a year from now if if that's what happened. I I don't see it, and I've heard the same thing from different people. Well, it's gonna you know the they're gonna wind up and everything's gonna be rosy, and they're gonna have Tannehill coming back off injury and Cutler playing at a Pro Bowl level. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Okay. I, I just don't see it. They could lose game one, but watch game one. They play. They open up against the Tampa Day, Tampa Bay Bucks. If they beat the Bucks, they're gonna win more than ten games this year. Book it, and I'll bet you some desert heat on that, Krista Lambert. <laughs> I'm I'm down. I'll bet don't, you both Chick Fil A. All right, so that's the bet is yeah, Tampa Miami in Week One because I'll take Jameis Winston and the Bucks. I no like problem. Bucks. No, I'm not saying that. I like the Bucks. Do you want to take good. the bet or okay. do you not? No, no. I said playoffs. I'll, I got Miami in the playoffs. You want that bet? And I'll take Miami. Yeah, I'll take that too. If Miami loses to the Bucks, then I'll buy you both dinner at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Ooh, that's my that's easy that's, money right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, see so how we did that, put that up, go on the record again there. If the Bucks beat Miami in week one. Then dinner's on me at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yep. All right. Can I ask you a quick question, Trent? Yeah. What's the secret behind y'all's carrots, man? Where are those carrots grown? Do you know the carrots and the celery you get your wing with your wings? You can't get those carrots anywhere else except for Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> They're grown right here in North Carolina. Are they really? Yeah. In your backyard? No, but my food costs would be better if they were. All right. I can dig that. Okay. Cool. Chris, you were wrong about that entire last segment. Well, that's that's why – that's the the bad side of being on radio is it's committed. I mean, we've saved these podcasts and they're out there. And I've gone back and listened to some stuff. I'm like, man, I wish uh, wish I'd have been sitting in a bar saying that. Yeah. Rather than you know doing it across every the airwaves. Every time I talk to David Kaplan, he's like, "You got the the Cavs in Game Nine, right?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." 
Hey, Chris, you remember what else we need for the uh, Hall of Fame, the Wall of Fame over there, right? What's that? Brandon scorecard from that uh, yes. Pro-Am. Do you still have it? I know you do. Okay, hold up, though. I have my scorecard from Jurassic Park, Putt-Putt, and Myrtle Beach from this last weekend, in which I scored a 46. Y'all want to see that bad boy? Tight. No. We were looking for the we Pro-Am the, scorecard. We want the Pro-Am the infamous scorecard. Pro-Am. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap All right, final segment, folks. Thanks for hanging out this long. You get a gold star. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Cheap Seat Radio. Or just search for From the Cheap Seats. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, WBLZ Sports, anywhere. Literally mm-hmm. anywhere. Worldwide. Anytime. Yeah, I know. Worldwide. I wonder what the farthest away listener we've got in our in our catalog so far. What do you think, man? You think there's some old Nepalese shepherd sitting up on a mountain somewhere checking <laughs> us out? Listen, do you guys be wrong about Jay Cutler? I think, well, I know somebody in Indianapolis that uh, does listen to us regularly. All right. It's a little far. It Nine, is. Nine, ten, ten hours. And probably I, I know we've got some folks in Ohio. Oh, well, we got some California listeners that uh-huh. I know specifically who hit me up. All the time. So. See, I am now a fan of the Miami Dolphins. I, I'm a Broncos fan and a Miami Dolphins <laughs> fan. I'm a grown man. I have a Cutler jersey from when he was a Bronco. Jay's got Jay's got some some things to say. Are you kin to Jay Cutler? Are y'all related? Uh, no. Are you related to his wife, Kristen Cavallari? Um, I hey. was born in Indiana, and he lived in Santa Claus, Indiana. So yes, that's why I root for him. All right, I was see. at his first game he ever started. For the Broncos, they lost to the Seahawks. I flew from Chicago to Denver and saw him play his first ever NFL game. All right, I need you guys' opinion on something. My wife this weekend, I was talking to her about things that were coming up on the show and what we were going to do this week, and she, she made the statement to me at one point. She said, you have to be careful. 
And I was like, what? Uh-oh. I didn't think we were doing anything that pushed the envelope here. And she said, no, people are going to think you're a cad. And first of all, I was like, that was a cad. Yeah. But no, she said, you sometimes come across as, oh, oh, he male, you know, and and talk trash about women or objectify women too much mm-hmm. is what she, mm-hmm. I think is what she was getting at. And I was like, man, what are you talking about? And then she started to catalog things, and she's like, well, remember when you were talking about Christina Cavalieri and how hot she was? We get it. You said she's hot four times. And she gave some other references. But at the risk of sounding like a cat, I have to share something with you guys. So my wife and I, we got together later in life, and I've told people, they're like, God, you guys are so happy. Well, yeah, go ahead and get together at 39 after you all grown up, and it's kind of like, breaking the rules. I mean, you got a head start on everything. So my wife and I are very, very happy. We're very much in love. You hear that, baby? <laughs> but I was I was inspired the other day. And I was like, oh my God, I want that. And I was standing downtown and across the street from me, I saw this lady. She was probably in her 60s and she had leg braces on. And she was really, really struggling to walk. She was she was slowly getting down the road. The road, but her husband was with her, and he was in a hover round. And it was so sweet to watch because he would drive forward about fifteen feet, and then he'd patiently wait, and she would amble up to where he was, and they just kind of you know, scooting down the road. And I watched him do this for nearly a block. And I really, I swear to you, I was thinking, man, that, I hope that if my wife and I go through a situation like that with disability or whatever, we'll be that supportive and that joined together. That really was inspiring. You better get something motorized because she ain't ain't pushing your butt around in anything. (laughs) That's a fact. So I'm sitting there and I'm really, I'm like having a moment and I'm like, the world is a good place. And as I'm thinking about what a wonderful world we live in, a car pulls up and out steps one of the female trainers from the gym right there downtown. And this gentleman in his hover round pulls up, his wife catches up to him and Instead of going forward again another 10 or 15 feet for her to walk to, doesn't just turn his head like all men do when they see yoga pants. He pivots his entire hover round around (laughs) so he can sit and watch this yoga instructor walk all the way across the parking lot to the gym. Once she goes in the door, pivots around, drives down the block to catch up with his wife, and ruined my illusion. <laughs> it's kind of hard to be discreet in a hover round. I, I, like, he can be wearing glasses and you're still going, Gang. Well, and because his wife was moving so slowly and obviously, you know, focused on going fast, he didn't have any fear. He pivoted that thing around and just sat and watched. He could have, I thought he was going to break out a bag of chips and have a cold beer. And I laughed so loud, and I said, I cannot wait to tell these guys what I witnessed. But that is what human beings do. You know what? 
now that Tom Brady's 40, do you, would you be surprised if he went out on the field on a hover round? <laughs> he'd still be, he'd still Golf figure cart. out a way to beat you. Golf cart. Golf cart? Yeah. I, look, Tom Brady turned 40 last week. Mm-hmm. This guy, it's funny because in America, we love to come up with a contrary opinion. You know, people are going to tell you why so-and-so is better than Jordan or even better than LeBron. You know, people will take up the Kobe Bryant or Kareem argument just to sound smart. I love to hear people tell me that Tom Brady's not the greatest quarterback of all time. And I hate the Patriots. I I hate Tom Brady's life. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, and it, it, it really, there is no conversation to be had. I've been fighting it for years, and you got to admit it. And we were talking yesterday, if it's not for the David Tyree catch and the Welker drop, this dude's got seven yeah. chips. And and even if Think about that. you want to go back in the time machine and take the first one away from him, where he was just a guy and the Rams came out with the worst game plan ever and handed them one, if you want to play revisionist history, Tom's a six-time champion at least. Yeah. That dude is the best. Well, he's kind of fortunate. The Raiders game, I think it was their first one, right? The Raiders game and then the the, the, Rams. Ca- the Panthers a, kicker who kicks the Yeah. the the kickoff out of bounds, bro. You can't Well, it, that's what happens when you make a deal with the devil. You get dude, those kind of breaks. Because Tom not, Brady obviously has made a deal he with sure Satan. Has. Not handing off to Marshawn. I mean, everything. It is the way that the game is played, but no, you can't take it away from him. And I was reading something, but apparently he can chug beer like nobody's business. Does he drink beer though? He, I don't know if he still. Have does. you guys seen? Have you guys seen the meals that he's selling? Oh, now? it's so. Ugh. It's like Blue Apron, except eight times more expensive and gross. Yeah. So if you want to eat like Tom Brady, order this stuff for like I don't know two hundred and thirty dollars a meal, and it's like wheatgrass and it's horrible. But he's going to make a gazillion dollars off of it. So sounds, how many how many sounds, guys? Go ahead. Go ahead, Trent. How many guys off the Patriots? Now I was talking that you know how many guys did Joe Montana get to the Hall of Fame? How many is it because John Elway got Terrell Davis to the Hall of Fame? How many guys on those Patriots offenses are going to the Hall of Fame? That's a good question. Well, Maybe Randy Moss. Maybe. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but, but he's Moss an is doing that. Moss is going to the Hall of Fame whether he played for New England or not. The question is about guys like Corey Dillon, Wes Welker. You know, Gronk, I think, is on that trajectory. He's got to finish his career. You know, he's been laid up, and it's easy to say, well, when Gronk's on the field, he's amazing and he's next level, but he doesn't have the resume yet. Or does well, he? And I think it's hard to really shine on the Patriots because I don't think Brady likes it. Like, if you get too much run as a receiver, he'll start throwing the ball to Mike Vrabel just to show you that he can. <laughs> you know, he, I never pick Patriots for fantasy except for Tom Brady. Well, you yeah. can't. You oh, know, absolutely. With the back and, and with the, the receivers. Maybe but I don't, I, I'm not going to put that on Brady, though. I think that's Belichick. And Belichick is about figuring out the matchups he can win and if you want to lose at fantasy football, take New England's running back yeah. because it could be zero carries. It could be 30 carries week to week, and Belichick's going to come up with the game plan. Of course, Brady's a part of that. But, yeah, he has spread it around, and the question really does become, especially on offense, how many of those guys go into the Hall of Fame? Are any of those linemen going to find their way in? It's interesting. 
And there's a debate to be had for a lot of guys. Welker is is right up there at the top of the list. Welker, you put those numbers up against a lot of folks, you start talking about the rings. But the good know, thing man. about Welker that may help him is he's still produced with the Broncos. Not to that caliber, gotcha. but at that stage in his career, it wasn't like he disappeared from Brady True. then disappeared. He went to Peyton Manning yeah, come on. when Manning had a noodle arm, but still. He what still quarterback did he have when he was with the Dolphins? You're a Dolphins fan now, you said. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm that okay. fan that doesn't know the name of the quarterback. The question is, and we've only got about two minutes left, here's the question. Is this the year that Father Time catches up and beats Tom Brady? No. I think he's got probably five really good years left in that system. I was thinking, no, definitely not this year. But I see it within two, and it's going to come like like that. It's going to come come like that John Bones Jones left high kick. To DC's head, and I mean that. Yeah, it's going to be sudden, and it's going to happen just that quickly. He thinks he can play till forty-five, but I think that's why the Patriots didn't get rid of Garoppolo. You could be right. We'll talk about it next week. Thanks for hanging out on From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris, Brandon, Trent. See you guys. You're listening to Chris Lambert and Brandon Atkin. You might not love your seats, but you'll love the show. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today.